You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. At the controls, our flagship station there in Tuscaloosa, Titan 100.9. Got several things to talk about. We'll uh, talk some golf in the second hour with uh, Cannon Claybrook, who's a golfer at the University of Alabama, and get his thoughts and catch up on his career as it is quite promising. And in just a little while, we'll be joined by Matt Rodak of AL.com. And uh, our focus there will be on what is going on in Washington, D.C. To me, what I've seen so far and read today, it is a massive photo op. Saban takes pictures with his staff. Um, then you got Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl taking pictures with somebody else's staff. That would be Brit's staff. And then you got them all gathering in Tommy Tuttle's office. Um, I hope, other than the photographs that they've managed to, t- to take and post, they're actually talking about what can be done as what Tommy Turville claims is disaster for college athletics. But uh, we will go into a deep dive here in just a second. But first of all, Lars, what's going on in your world today? Oh, you know, just uh, regular stuff in the morning uh, <laughs> lately for me. And you know what that has been, unfortunately. But, uh, yes, a uh, lot of big names up in D.C., and uh, I agree, you know, it's it, it is sort of deeper than a photo op, but uh, it, it's just going to take a lot of time and lobbying and effort and trying to reach consensus uh, to get anything accomplished uh, to get a federal solution for athlete compensation. Right. And uh, so uh, Brian Kelly was there. Nick Saban, as you mentioned, uh, Sankey. Um, and uh, I think they're today still uh, scheduled to meet with uh, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise. And um, they're just uh, trying to, um, you know, encourage action on the federal level. And uh, just last week, the California State Assembly passed a bill that would require its NCA Division I schools, and there's 26 of them in California, which is pretty amazing, uh, to share revenue with the athletes. And uh, if that passes in the Senate and is signed by the governor, governor uh, it would likely trigger a wave of uh, similar bills in, in uh, other states, much like the NIL movement in 2020 and 2021. So there's just a, a lot going on um, from uh, just uh, up in D.C. and uh, whether or not anything will actually get done. Um, I am not holding my breath. Um, because again, there's, there's just so many competing interests and, uh, and, 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 and again, like to have a congressman from Texas go along with something that artificially, a bill that artificially caps the amount of money a player can make 
it one it doesn't seem constitutional based upon uh, the Supreme Court ruling that we talked about yesterday, a ruling uh, which is what uh, opened the floodgates to athletes uh, and name, image, and likeness. The problem is NIL has been corrupted, in my view, because it's not how we perceived what NIL was going to be at the very beginning, and that was you know, signing autographs, uh, benefiting off of uh, jersey sales. And and now it's sort of like it, instead of under the table money to recruits, it's it's over the table money. Hey, here's $8 million. And uh, for $8 million, I want you to spend 30 minutes at my uh, Chevy dealership signing autographs. You know, <laughs> it doesn't, it's just, it, it, none of this is making any sense, Matt. And it, it is. And uh, I admire what the SEC is trying to do and trying to send a message. But again, I, I'm not holding my breath. I just, I don't see an end in sight to this. And as I think you mentioned yesterday, this is like the start of the start of the start mm. and uh, of, uh, of trying to figure out a solution. And to me, the, the, the issue all goes all the way back to lack of leadership at the highest levels of the NCAA because they could see this court case coming, right, back in 2020 that opened the door to NIL. And instead of acting and being proactive, they just like, ah, let's just let the courts decide it. Well, the courts decide it. And the problem is when you let the uh, court make a decision, there's always going to be unintended consequences, right? And there have been so many unintended consequences, I think, and, uh, and, and just how, you know, the money is being distributed. These collectives, uh, how do they work? Are, are, are they really in the spirit of NIL? Like, you know, it, it certainly doesn't seem like it to me. But, uh, again, this is a, it's a complicated issue. And, um, I agree, Matt. It, 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 it comes off more as a, as a opportunity to take some pictures and look like, uh, you really care when in fact, uh, and I'm sure the coaches do really care, but, you know, uh, the Congress has been, both uh, both houses, both the House and the Senate have been working on this already for two years and at the subcommittee level and not nothing has emerged out of those subcommittees. So I, I'm I'm not optimistic. Uh, neither am I. And as we said, it's the genie out of the bottle. You can't get it back in because uh, they started this thing and there was no cap. And as you just said a minute ago, can you really cap it? I mean, this is capitalism society. I mean, it's, it's the United States of America. You make as much money as you can and as you want in certain certain circumstances. Excuse me. So I don't know how you get that. I mean, the guys that are already getting a million, two million dollars a year, you can't suddenly just put a cap on that. What do you do? You grandfather them in and then lower it? I don't think you can do that uh, from just an economic standpoint and a legal standpoint. You can't stop these people from making money after you've already allowed them. So their task is mighty. Um, but uh, as we've discussed, hey, it started as a start as a start as a start. Um, at least even if they're taking more opportunities in photo op, um, at least they are meeting and talking about it. 
But uh, it's beyond me as to how you get control of this. Um, I mean, the cats are scattered everywhere, and you're not going to hurt them. Yeah, and um, I agree. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know what else there is to say other than uh, I think they're just going to have to to deal with it. Um, I mean, we do know that, um, I mean, this was like a, a year ago that uh, Nick Saban consulted. I mean, this is a year ago, right? August of 2022. Nick Saban uh, spoke with both Tommy Tuberville who unbelievably is Alabama's senior senator now, uh, and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. And Manchin wields a a lot of influence in the Senate. Uh, He was the swing vote, right, for uh, uh, a long time. He's no longer the swing vote, but he still wields a lot of influence. And Manchin and and Saban go way back. They grew up together. And so uh, these two senators, this was a year ago, these two senators said, okay, they are going to draft a bill and they're going to present it to Congress and it was going to regulate name, image, and likeness activities within uh, college sports. And uh, their offices, uh, both Tuberville's and Mansions, made a big announcement about it. And they, they sent a letter uh, to Sankey outlining what their current concerns were. And, and uh, Tuberville told reporters that uh, it's going to be uh, that, that letters were being sent <laughs> okay, to a broad range of stakeholders, including ADs, commissioners, student groups, etc., blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and, you know, like nothing, nothing's happened. Nothing. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, and I, and, and I, it is just, it's complicated by the fact, like you just said, you can't necessarily artificially limit what someone can make off their name, image, and likeness, right? Because, uh, that, that violates constitutional law now it violates what the supreme court just said in 2020 so um it's uh again it's something i think coaches are just going to have to deal with um there's probably going to have to like you're going to have to probably restructure your athletic department so that you have a wing that deals solely with nil I mean, I, I I just I don't know how they else to do that. You got collectives too. You got collectives, and 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 frankly, Matt, I'm not exactly sure how collectives even work. And do they work? Do they operate under the same rules at each school? Do they operate under the same rules in each state? Uh, I, I I don't know, and uh, and I and, and I don't think there is anything forcing these collectives to. Uh, uh, compel them to reveal how they operate. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. One of the most troubling things is the fact that uh, whether they admit it or not, uh, these collectives or or these businesses are recruiting. And they'll say, if you go to the transfer portal and you go to this school, you're going to get X amount of dollars. I know that was not part of the original plan and it certainly isn't a part of the original plan to to give a high school senior a million bucks um but they didn't legislate any of this they didn't make the rules and now we're all suffering as a consequence 
And um, it is of great concern to college coaches all across the nation on how they're going to get a handle on this. And, and another thing, and it, it, it happened with the Florida quarterback, I, I believe, Lars, is that sometimes these guys are promised stuff, they get to school, and they're not there. Now, there's something incredibly wrong about all that. Um, isn't that why the Florida uh, quarterback ended up transferring? Um, yeah. Many promises were made financially. Once, and I'm not saying it was, was it the University of Florida or I think it might have been Miami. I'm not really, really sure. But that is a part of uh, the issue here that needs to be handled because I know it wasn't set up to allow people to recruit financially, but it is. And they're doing it whether people will admit it or not. Um, what it's supposed to be where once you got onto campus and you were enrolled, then you could start uh, taking advantage of NIL, what you just discussed, and, and making appearances and, and being an influencer for X business on uh, all these different social media platforms. But it now looks like, here, we're going to give you $500,000. And then uh, the other school says, okay, we'll come over here. We'll give you 600000 So, um and with the, the pace that our government moves, I wouldn't think they'd be close to anything in a year. You? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. And, um, yeah, I mean, basically what we have now is a pay-for-play system. Um, and, you know, Saban has sort of been out in front of it. And, uh, you know, he famously remarked uh, that a rival program, and we know who he was talking to, had used the NIL policy to, quote, buy all of its players. Uh, and uh, he was talking about Texas A&M. Um, so <laughs> uh, it's something we're going to be talking about for a long time because uh, I don't see uh, a conclusion to this anytime soon. I don't either, and it's unfortunate. But as we have dealt with in the past and issues such as this, guess what happens um, the last Saturday in August? People will kind of put that on the back burner because they still love their college football. And as disastrous as Tommy Tuberville has claimed the NIL situation is, and I, I agree with him, um, once you start playing, you know, I think people get in their stands, get, you know, they get their cold beer and their popcorn and uh, game on. So I don't think that is going to change drastically. But behind the scenes with the transfer portal and NIL, something needs to be done. Meanwhile, Lars, as a former resident of New York City, I need to ask you about fire. Um, this deal that's coming in from the Canadian wildfires is canceling all kinds of sporting events. We'll yeah. talk about that and more when we get back on Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Our home based in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing 
Victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. It's the Tuscaloosa. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just a few isolated showers or storms this afternoon, otherwise partly sunny, the high 88. Tonight, fair, a little cooler, the low 59. Tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days, not as humid, highs between 86 and 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Back on Big News Sports, Lars Anderson and Matt Colter with you on this gorgeous Thursday afternoon. Last night, they did not play baseball in New York. The Yankees-Phillies game had to be canceled because of I don't know that I've ever heard of this before because of too much smoke. The wildfires in Canada are drifting, I guess, directionally, you would say, southeast. But now it's affecting the Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia areas as well. Um, not just the Yankees, but uh, the Nats were canceled last night or are going to be canceled. And Belmont has been canceled. The New York Giants football team is not practicing because this smoke is getting into their air conditioning system and is below an air quality level to have an event such as a football practice. Um, I don't know, Lars. I'm sure this has happened before, particularly in the California area where they had wildfires and it affected events, and I'm sure some of them were sports. But this is crazy, and I guess until... Uh, they started canceling these events, to be honest. I, I was ignorant as how thick and huge this wildfire was and how far-reaching it is. Yeah, just on uh, Wednesday night, last night, there were about 128 million people in the United States that were under air quality alerts because of the smoke from the wildfires. That's a third and, of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and just for smoke alone, around 100 million were under alerts uh, across 16 states. And on, if you remember on Tuesday, there was that orange haze that cast a, a pall over New York City and it obscured, you know, some of the nation's best known landmarks with smoke. Uh, you couldn't see uh, World Trade Center uh, Tower. Uh, you couldn't see Statue of Liberty from the, if you were on Manhattan. And uh, it, it's just uh, New Yorkers are in store, you know, for another bad day today, probably another bad day tomorrow. And, and now there's smoke in major metro areas, as you mentioned, uh, Boston, Philly, Washington, D.C., um and uh it's it, it's really tough and and in in New York City um this is an unprecedented event i mean mayor eric adams that's exactly how he described it and i was there in new york for um 9/11 sadly uh my apartment was about a mile and a half away from uh the towers and after the towers went down, um, there was a, uh, a fire that burned uh, sort of beneath the ground, uh, underneath all of that uh, this uh, mountain of rubble. And uh, at like we had to close our windows, you know, and it was in September, but it was warm. Uh, had to close our windows because it would be, it would get so smoky in our apartment. Like nobody has central air in New York City, okay? Everybody has, uh, window units. And, and so if you're not able to use your window unit, you're not able to have air conditioning because if you have your window unit going, it's going to pump that smoky air into your apartment. And so the, the only way to kind of survive it is you have to shut. Go to a your, bar. Well, you have to shut your windows and, and, and it, uh, it, it, it becomes just unbearably hot. I mean, unbearably hot. And, uh, we are rolling into the hottest time of the year in not just in Alabama, but also in, in New York City. I mean, New York City, basically New York City empties out uh, after July 4th until about uh, the middle of August. It seems like everybody just goes out to uh, Long Island or, uh, you know, goes out uh, up to Connecticut or wherever they have their second home. Uh, but... Um, but but it, it's it's I, I know I have friends in New York and it's uh, I have a lot of friends in New York and it it is really unpleasant there right now and so it, it makes sense that uh, that you would cancel these games and uh, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I'll, I'll, many more athletic competitions are are canceled just because. The enormity of this wildfire smoke, it, it, it is mind-boggling when you see it on the radar, Matt. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. No, it's crazy. And, and I'm, you brought up your being there. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. But uh, when it got into your home, by the way, weren't you like five flights up? That really helps the heat, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we lived in a, a fifth-floor walk-up uh, brownstone. Walk-up. Wow, that'll keep you skinny. Uh, yeah, it was 98 <laughs> steps. 
I figured, I never, I never even had to lock my door. I figured those 98 steps were my alarm system. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, did it get into your furniture? It seems like it would ruin your furniture. Yeah. Other yeah. So your car, what it gets into your carpet? Well, it, most people have hardwoods. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it would get like into uh, the sofa, get into your bed and mm. like you just, you, you just had to keep your windows shut. And so that meant you just had fans running on you all the time. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the only way to, and then there, of course there is a run on fans. So you can't find a fan anywhere. And you have some really crafty dudes who, uh, are selling fans for like $150 on the street and they're doing good business, right? <laughs> because there is a uh, supply demand issue going on. And I, I guarantee you that's happening on the streets you of New York sold right out now. Of fans in Manhattan right now. Oh, oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like people will just like, be in their underwear. It's so hot. I can't. I can't describe to you. It's like trying to go to sleep in an apartment that is 109 degrees. You know, it. it it's. It's just. And, and and also when it gets really hot in New York, you know what happens? It starts to smell really bad. Uh, because, Not like it had a good start, <laughs> right? Right, but 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 all of that funk on the street and the the garbage, which uh, is that the smell is somewhat mitigated when it's colder. Uh, it's not. It, it gets really ripe uh, when everything gets hot, and um, so. Uh, and, and interestingly, crime actually goes down in the hottest months of the summer. Even the criminals can't even, you know, <laughs> they're just like, man, screw it. It's too hot. Uh, <laughs> they don't, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just very unpleasant. Uh, and, uh, I, I feel really bad for, for my friends in New York. And, uh, I, I wonder, like, how far south this, this will drift before it begins to, before this massive smoke cloud begins to dissipate. I mean, you're, you're, you're more of a weather person than I am, Matt. I mean, do you know how, how this is going to go? I mean, could it eventually, I mean, we're talking all the way down to DC. Right. Uh, is, you know, is, uh, is, uh, uh, what is Atlanta next? I mean, or uh, Charlotte? I should say. I mean, could it reach I think down? Charlotte's that, a possibility. I don't know it, if it, it could get farther and far, you know, enough south to affect Atlanta. But from what I've seen, the areas that was really, really affecting in Canada, the air quality is starting to go up. So I would imagine in a few days uh, that smoke will be over the Atlantic. But until then. Uh, all of these cities and all of these folks, what'd you say, 128 million are affected by this? Yeah, 128 million. Their lives million. are going to drastically change. Uh, we got to get to break here, but one more thing. To, how did that, when you would, you know, be forced with those circumstances, uh, did it affect the bars, the restaurants, the retail stores? Oh, it, they, they did. Run they air did. They did. They have central air. And yes, that is exactly what me and my friends did. We spent time at bars nonstop. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and restaurants and you did everything possible to stay out of your apartment because, um, it was just too incredibly hot. 
I don't know that I could sleep in anything uh, higher than 85 degrees. But um, anyway, uh, we're going to go back to the D.C. topic and talk with AlabamaAL.com's Mike Rodak. When, actually, he moved, didn't he? He moved, yes. He's he a 24-7. So I've, I've got to get that right. Sorry, Mike. You'll be next on Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Let's Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Those uh, dollar figures don't necessarily have to be revealed. It's definitely the latter. I mean, there's a lot of secrecy to it, and every school has been very deliberate and kind of not letting some of those numbers get out there. And, um, you know, part of the reason is, yes, they are subject to the scrutiny of state laws that you need to do X, Y, and Z. They're subject to the scrutiny of NCAA rules. Um, but really the main component of those is players need to perform work for money that they just can't simply be paid to be a player. And that's where these collectives come in where, you know, you have like Alabama has, it used to be high tide traditions. Now it's Yale, Alabama and people can subscribe and give them a monthly amount of money. And then that collective then will give some sort of value in return to the customers, whether it's an interview or an autograph signing or something. 
you know, whether that actually matches up to the money that these players are being paid across the board, not just with Alabama, but everywhere, I think there's a lot of doubt about that. I mean, a player might do a, a tweet or do a, an hour appearance somewhere and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars um, as, as sort of their, you know, that's, that's their payment to, to, to go to a particular school. So um, that's kind of where they get around the you got to perform work for it. And, yeah, there was a time when NIL was very quaint when it first started almost two years ago when it's like, all right, you know, the local business is going to sponsor this player. And there's some of that. That's a, a part of NIL. But really what it is these days is donors for, you know, boosters for a school, any school coming together, pooling their money together, and then using that to pay players either to come to a school or to stay at a school. Um, and there's really not, you know, the advertising sponsorship component of it is, is not is not where it's at. And is there is there a relationship at all between the collectives and the school? I mean, you would think that there is. Like, the, are the coaches working with the collectives uh, to target a certain player? So when this all first started two years ago, a lot of these state laws um, didn't allow a, a direct relationship uh, between the coaches and what the collectives were doing. That really changed. The NCAA put out some guidance, I think it was last October, that sort of clarified that there can be a relationship. Um, again, you can't entice a player to come to a school, but uh, there can be a, a relationship between the collective and the school. And that's when Alabama changed over. Like High Tide Traditions was a true third party, and now, yeah, Alabama is really I – mean, I mean, Alabama announced it themselves. Um, and so there's there's more of a direct relationship. Um you know, it, it's not, it, you know, I, I think the amount of influence varies school to school. I think there's probably some schools where the collectives and the donors want a particular player and they push that upon a coach. Um, and that's the player that they want to pay and, and they control the money. And in other schools, I think it probably happens the other way around where the coach is able to kind of influence what the collective does and where that money goes. And again, I don't, I can't say for certain. I'd imagine Alabama probably falls more in the, in the latter category. Um, and, you know, again, to go back to your previous point, though, like none of this is out in the open. Like there's no central database where you can go and say they're paying this player this amount. Here's his contract language. I mean, those are strictly between the player and the collective. And there might be an agent or an intermediary that's kind of doing that business. But, like from when I covered the NFL, and this is true for a lot of pro sports leagues, you know, there's a, 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 a union, but there's a central database. You can see what each player is getting paid. Um, and there's just not, that information is not out in, the, out in the open in college football, and that's part of the problem. Mike, we normally just keep you for one segment. we got a short segment coming up. Can you hang on for a couple of quick more questions? Yeah, definitely. All right, appreciate yeah, it. This Mike is great that. stuff. Yeah, it really is. Bama247.com. Look him up now, and we will be back with more Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. Steve. 
this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Just a few isolated showers or storms this afternoon, otherwise partly sunny, the high 88. Tonight, fair, a little cooler, the low 59. Tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days, not as humid. Highs between 86 and 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Big Gun Sports brought to you by Haley Sensing, Union Home Mortgage. Our guest from Bama247.com is Mike Rodak. Mike, do uh, you ever see Title IX kind of rearing its head in, in all of this? Because I know women athletes, female athletes, are certainly eligible for, you know, their own NIL deals, but it's disproportionate, to say the very least. Is is Title IX ever going to factor in? Yeah, I think it obviously hangs over this as, as law. Um, and it, unless that law changes, it's still going to be, you know, part of, of what the schools are going to need to um, handle. So, and it's interesting because Nick Saban, like I said, more most recently was talking about let's pay the players um let's unionize and he's kind of moved in that direction but if you go back a year ago to you know the jimbo fisher night in birmingham and obviously everything that was said about that kind of lost in saban's comments that night was him saying if we start paying players and he was coming out against it um, then women's sports and the the non-revenue sports at Alabama or any other school are, are going to suffer and potentially go away because of that. Um, because in a lot of ways, football and, and the profit that it generates, that then gets reinvested in those other programs because, you know, in, in part because of Title IX. Um, that money, you know, that has, if you're not going to reinvest it in the players, if you have to use it to pay the players, then that, that money's not going to be there for, I mean, there's only really two sports that operate at a profit at Alabama. And again, at most places, it's football and men's basketball. The other sports are losing money every single year. 
and that gap needs to be made up somehow. Um, but those sports need to still be around because of Title IX. So that's that's the tricky part. And um, it's not like if you create federal legislation, you know, to fix NIL, that Title IX is going to go away. It's still going to be around and still important. Um, and that's just something they'll have to navigate. I, I don't know the answer. Mike, um, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk uh, is very high on my you-know-what list. And he uh, keeps uh, writing about uh, Nick Saban's whining because he can't flourish in the NIL era. And he just, uh, you know, he's, he's, he realizes that uh, Alabama's uh, 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 leg up in recruiting is now uh, no longer exists. But if you just actually look at the facts, which Florio rarely does, uh, he's gotten under my skin under some other issues too. But uh, um, Alabama had the number one class in the country recruiting class in 2023, and some said that uh, that was the best class that Saban ever signed. And at 2024, he's got a, already a top three class. Do you get a sense that all the the, the NIL issue is? Is it just exasperating to Nick, or is it uh, is it something that Florio suggests could drive him out of the game, or is it just being sort of overblown about how this is impacting Coach Saban and his uh, sort of exuberance to keep coaching? Uh, I think, as with a lot of other things, the truth is in the middle somewhere. I don't think... Uh I don't think there's a clear answer one direction or the other. And, you know, I think Alex Scarborough a few weeks ago did a really good job for a story on ESPN um, where he, he went and, you know, did some good reporting about um, how Alabama's collective was, you know, slow at, at first to, to really come together and to have the money and to, you know, you're con- essentially convincing a lot of fans who might have that money, boosters, that, um, you know, who enjoyed six national titles that you you need to do more that you can't just rest on those laurels that there's other schools out there like A&M and Oregon and USC and Texas that have the money and are gonna now be enabled to use it um and, and in a lot of cases there's there's markets out there that have more money than Alabama because of you know the business landscape because of population etc and there is a, a real threat NIL-wise to, NI, uh, to Alabama's recruiting. That exists. Um, but, you know, it's at the same time, like you said, it's number one recruiting class. I think they've really done a good job of fixing it um, and, and getting more people on board and getting more money and, and kind of getting that churning. And that's shown in, in what they've been able to bring in. So the truth is in the middle. I don't think it's one way or the other. Um, but I think Saban is, you know, sounding the alarm about fairness in college football more than anything else. Mike, what's your latest effort on 24-7 we can read? It's all baseball this week. Uh, obviously, it's, it's probably the biggest baseball weekend in, in Alabama for, you know, 13 years now at least. So, um, you know, playing number one overall seed in the tournament, and if they can if they can beat Wake Forest, that's a huge accomplishment for a program that, you know, hasn't had very many in, in quite some time. Well, we, were, we know where to go. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll talk again next week, I'm sure. You got it. Thank you.
Thanks, Mike. Next hour, we're going to talk some golf. Boy, this live stuff, PGA, DP, isn't going away anytime soon. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lee Sam thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and the the children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. For hour number two on Big Man Sports, Matt Coker and Lars Anderson with you. Our producer is Seth Shirey. Later on this hour, we'll be uh, joined at 1.15 by Kanan Clayton, Claycomb, who is a uh, golfer at the University of Alabama. And certainly we'll talk about his budding and very bright future on golf courses. <coughs> but also get get his thoughts on what's going on uh, with the PGA, the Live, and the DP. Uh, you know, they announced this Tuesday morning, and now they're already back to throwing throwing words at each other uh, between the Live Tournament and now, you know, 
McElroy's been thrown into this. Of course, he didn't get thrown into it. He kind of jumped into it, too. But I just want to ask you a golf question. Do you think this can directly be attributed, Lars, to his um, uh, less than superior play? Rory? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. You don't think that the fact that he's been the spokesperson and he's been taking the hits from Greg Norman and all has affected his game whatsoever? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, golfers at that level, uh, can compartmentalize, uh, as well as anyone, any, any, any athlete in the world, I would think. Um, however, (coughs) Richard Petty once said it best to me. If, and then I'll clean up the language a little bit, but he said, if your home life sucks, your work life sucks. And I don't care if you're a garbage truck driver, a NASCAR driver, or the president of the United States. So, uh, you know, uh, maybe if you consider his home life to be uh, this, that maybe there's some truth to it. But no, I, you know, Rory, um, he he fought hard to uh, keep the PGA independent of live, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, got a frog in my throat. Um, and when he showed up at his press conference uh, at the Canadian Open, um, he it was almost as if he had a pained expression on his face. It was like he had. Uh, uh, arrived at the grim reality that you know the war was over like he and he lost um and uh you know um rory has just uh he has been so adamant in his defense of the pga tour and uh you know he he uh he sounded tired um, he wasn't, he wasn't really, he didn't, hadn't, could tell he hadn't shaved in a couple days. And he said that he dreaded meeting with the media ever since he heard the news. Um, and that he was just in shock. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, um, that, that McElroy's commissioner, Jay Monahan, what he had done behind closed doors for the better part of two months was in direct opposition to what he was saying publicly for two months. So he is uh, the poster child of hypocrisy. And and Monahan acknowledged that. He's like, hey, I, hey, I, I accept that. I'm a hypocrite. Um, you know, because he spent months and months and months bashing live. And, uh, now he is in bed with Liv. Um, and, um, so Rory, I think, uh, very rightly feels abandoned. And, uh, they're, you know, in Rory, uh, the, the whole merger agreement happened outside of his knowledge. And, uh, w- what could he do to stop the merger? I mean, what he could retire from golf, I guess, um, and and make a statement about not taking this dirty Saudi money, but um, you know it's just it's sad, 
you know, because Rory, I thought, was really growing into the the sort of de facto leader of the PGA Tour, and uh, and and he he publicly spoke about uh, Tate about rallying against Saudi quote blood money unquote. And um, McElroy showed up each week. Each week, he had strong words for his uh, for the PGA tournament. I mean, remember after uh, winning uh, the Canadian the Canadian uh, a year ago, his very first comment was, "Quote: Twenty first PGA Tour win, one more than somebody else." And you know who he was talking about? He was talking about Greg Norman, who was the uh, the, the face of the, of the Live Tour. And he said that gave me a little extra incentive today because he just wanted to stick it to Greg Norman. And so uh, has all Still this wants to? Yeah, and ha- so has all this had an effect on Rory's game? Perhaps, but you know it, it, that that's speculation. I I I, I don't know. I, I just I, I know that he's got to be just absolutely furious with Monahan and furious with uh, all of the the power brokers at the PGA Tour, and uh, he's got to feel betrayed. Um, and I'm sure a lot of golfers do on the PGA Tour. And that's why it'll be interesting to talk to Cannon because uh, he is a former student of mine. He may actually take some more classes this semester. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. But um, he uh, – I, I wanted to get him on, one, because he, he's an amazing golfer and just talk about his story of getting to Alabama and – and 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 how he developed his game and also just i want to get a young person's perspective on and and a future uh pga tour golfer i i think i think he's got the talent to do that uh definitely uh and i'll certainly be rooting for him all the way he's a great great young man um I wanted to get his perspective because uh, we don't often just hear enough from young people, right? And and how they view it, and and he may view it in a very different way than than you and I, Matt, uh, or he may view it the same. I mean, I I, I don't know. Uh, I, what I do know is that he's he's a smart smart young man, and uh, and he's got he's got game. He's got game, so it'll be fun talking to him here just in a, in a few minutes. I said it earlier in the week, and uh, the more I think about it, the more I really believe it's a possibility. But the friction between the current PGA golfers that did not go to live uh, and the guys that did and the organizations themselves is continuing to escalate. I foresee I am staking this claim at 109 on a Thursday afternoon. Rory, JT, and a lot of the members of the PGA are going to break away and start their own tour. I don't know how this works with the majors or the masters, and those are of great concern to me because I just love those events. But I believe that they feel so misguided by the PGA 
that they are willing to perhaps even take lower purses. But let me tell you something. Um, I don't know if there's um, a person of the PIF, which is the public uh, funding that they get out of Saudi Arabia, has that much money in the United States that wants to put it in a golf. But I'll bet there's somebody that would start a new tour. And um, I also wonder in saying that, how does this affect the tours beneath, like the dot-coms and the Nikes of the past and um, I'm sorry for not giving sponsorship. Uh, what is the tour below PGA called professionally now? The uh, it, it, it just changed uh, names. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. Uh, but I think that uh, there's a there's a really good chance that there's going to be another tour coming up, and it's not going to be a part of this merger. So I think most people disagree with me there, but I'm just getting the feeling that um, it's going to – the PGA players are hacked off, Lars. I mean, yeah, they are. They are. They were more than misled. They were duped. Yeah, uh, and they stood up for their tour. You know, they yeah. stood up, and what? What do you get? Heartache. Yeah, uh, you got stabbed in the back. Uh, that's what you got. And um, I do think that the elite players who stayed on the PGA Tour, like Rory, will somehow, some way, get compensated uh, in the fashion that Dustin Johnson, uh, Kepka, and uh, Mickelson, Mickelson, yeah, when they got those just astronomical signing bonuses. I do think the elite players are going to get that. It's the players that are middle of the pack and, and then the grinders, you know, just, just struggling to maintain their, uh, uh, their tour status, uh, that maintain their card that they, they, they won't get anything out of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. I mean, you know, the most powerful person in the world of golf right now is in Saudi Arabia. And yeah, that, I spent $2 billion on the first year of the Live Golf Tour. But, uh, I wonder if some of these golfers, particularly like Rory, will he take that huge sum of money knowing that it's Saudi blood money? I don't know. There are a lot of questions to be answered that. And maybe we're going to get some, some answers here in just a minute. As Cannon Claycomb, Alabama golfer, will join us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sansing. Big Noon Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. 
That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOM, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station, the Alabama Broadcasters Association. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part? It's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just a few isolated showers or storms this afternoon, otherwise partly sunny, the high 88. Tonight, fair, a little cooler, the low 59. Tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days, not as humid, highs between 86 and 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Lars, some uh, what I was talking to going into the break. Do you think there's a chance that uh, some of the disgruntled PGA Tour golfers will break away and form another tour? By the way, the uh, AAA Tour is called Corn Ferry, so I thought I'd throw that in there. I do not. Um, I don't know where the equivalent amount of money would come from. I mean, they, they would have to be playing for drastically less amount of money. Uh, there wouldn't be very many of the players to, to break away. Uh, I just, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I think you just kind of got to deal with the, uh, deal with the situation as it's uh, being presented to you now and, and make the most of it and, and uh, there, I'm sure there will be ways to uh, protest it. Um, we'll we'll see if Saudi Arabia really uh, <laughs> does have some democratic values, and if they'll tolerate uh, some uh, civil protest. Uh, who knows? But um, I, I I I absolutely don't see that happening. But I could be wrong. Why? I mean, what, what, I mean, just just sort of logistically and financially, Matt. Like, how 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 would that come together? Well, you would have to get some names, and I think they would fall in line. But uh, where you're really going to have to see your your you know your marquee players is the guys right below 
JT and um, Rory who have been very outspoken about this. But there are so many issues when we're dealing like this, and, and we don't know. But, you know, you have all these PGA sites, you know, um, like the Colonial, Fort Worth, Texas, Heart of America. Are they going to want to host a tour that is in any way related to Saudi Arabia? I mean, it, are, are they going to just open their hands like everybody else seems to do today and say, okay, you give me the money, it doesn't matter your morals and ethics. Just give me the money. Uh, I, I think there'll be some backlash from, but I don't know the format and what they're going to do here with this merger. So maybe that, that offers an explanation that we don't know about, but... I can't, I can't speak for these golf courses and these these communities, but what if people say, oh, that's supported by Liv, that's supported by Saudi Arabia. I'm not going to go to this tournament. What? I, I'm not going to buy that product. I don't know if golf fans are adamant about it enough to, to make a protest such as this, but such as that. But um, Probably not. I mean, I, I think this is something that is going to be pushed to the background. Not... Not not any time in the near near future, but I, I think you know by twenty twenty four, this is something that most likely will be somewhat of a non issue. I'm guessing that it, you know people just have a way of moving on, right? Like uh, especially when you're talking about guys who are making millions and millions and millions of dollars and it doesn't affect your personal life in any way now there is there is one group that is particularly powerful and has a very loud voice and that is the families of 9-11 victims and of course they are adamantly opposed to this and uh and have made that known but um we'll uh um We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it is possible, Matt, that a, a backlash does – a massive backlash crystallizes, but it would have to come from like a grassroots effort from, like I said, like the families of 9-11 and, and, uh, and then – for them to get massive financial backing to do something to really uh, uh, protest this merger and and have a visible presence at every single tournament uh, and uh, and 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 you know really make it their cause of not uh, being in bed with this country. Um, now, yeah, I, I saw an interview with Bryson DeChambeau on CNN, uh, I think it was yesterday. And I tell you, he did not have any good answers. He did not have any good answers when the interviewer was just saying, um, you know, how do you feel about the families of 9-11 who are against this? And he said something to the effect of, well, we all got to move on. Wow, <laughs> like, great well, answer there. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, dude, you, you uh, just better keep your mouth shut. You and know not, what? Not, His agent, the manager, whatever, said, don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, 
because there's not their egos get involved. The the problem is there's not a good answer, especially because there is incredibly strong evidence that links the Saudi uh, prince to the execution. Of uh, of a of a uh, the murder of a Western reporter, and um, it, in, in, in this didn't happen ten years ago. This happened just a, a few years ago, and uh, the uh, the equal rights of women non-existent in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the uh, just basic human rights abhorrent in Saudi Arabia. And uh, so, you know, I know Saudi Arabia wants to use this as a mechanism to open up business to the West. And and really, this is just one giant PR move. Um, and uh, I'm I'm really surprised that Monahan uh, is uh, went for it after saying, you know, kind of like over my dead body kind of thing for months and months. And, uh, well, here we are. And, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't even know if our listeners are really interested in this. I mean, you and I are, <laughs> you and I are because it, it's, we, 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 we both are into golf, but, um, you know, I, I, I think we just need to let, let things shake out and, uh, and see if there are groups again, like the families of 9/11. Like, what what extent are they willing to go to to protest this merger between Live and the PGA Tour? And uh, if they are really willing to put up their dukes and fight, it will not be hard for them to win over the hearts and minds of the American public. I mean, if they want to make this a really, really big deal, they can. And uh, they have a powerful voice, as they should. And, um, and you know, when somebody like DeChambeau just makes just one idiotic comment after the next, um, not doing himself any any good, and also he is angering a lot of people. And he looks like somebody who is just being paid off, right? Paid off to say nice things about this government that has done horrible things, things that we should never forget. And uh, and so there you, you know, have he was it. Seven, he was seven when 9-11 took place. And I don't know that you necessarily had to have been alive and uh, enough of uh, – Maturity to understand and realize what was done to our country. Um, but I think that might have a little bit to do with it. But there are history books. I mean, you and I and, and many people don't forget December 7th or, or June 6th, just the other day. It was D-Day. Um, but I'll tell you, there is one way that, and somebody driven by all this money, there is one way the American public can get back and, and make their statement and that's at the cash register. That's at the sponsors. And, you know, if, if I would be very reluctant. Would you, if you're the marketing director of, say, Lars Enterprises, and you think that being uh, advertising on the, on the golf tournament is really your perfect audience, 
Uh, are you going to be a little skeptical knowing that there's some Saudi money somehow involved in your broadcast? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I think we, we finally uh, we've gotten Canon uh, all queued up here and let's uh, let's take a break and uh, and talk to Canon Claycomb on the other side. And I'll uh, I'll take the opportunity to turn my phone down so you don't constantly yeah. hear ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. Uh, it's off now. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Back with Cannon in a minute. Such a strange combination of a woman and a child. Such a strange situation. Stopping every hundred miles. Calling bad news. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Discover base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home 2 Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The nation. It's schools that you see is doing good in football. Like I know A and M. I've played with Sam Bennett a couple times. They've done a great job. Um, but I mean, it's it's a recruiting tool now, just like in any other sport. Um, so it, it's going to have to be in the golf space. And luckily, at Alabama, we do have some golf nil money flying around. Cannon. Um... What does your summer look like as you prepare for next year? How often are you playing? And also, uh, I remember you telling me that uh, you have a relationship with uh, Justin Thomas. What kind of advice has Justin given you over the years? Yeah, so the summer tournaments are actually um, a lot more than the college tournaments. College, I have to go to class. I have to see you on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Lars. <laughs> yeah. So we're a little handcuffed um, when it comes to the travel schedule. But I leave on Sunday. I'll be playing four weeks in a row and then a week off and then three weeks in a row. And then I move back into school. So I don't really have a vacation. I play golf all summer. Um, that's kind of regular for most of the guys on our team. Um Kind of, it, it's like a ranking system, so it builds throughout the summer, and then come into school, rank whatever, and it's all politics, in my opinion. But I try and play as much as I do um, because I think it keeps me sharp. And then the second question with JT is: we're just we're both from Kentucky. Um, I grew up taking from the same guy he took from swing wise for probably eight or nine years. Um, 
And then I, I kind of excelled early in high school. So I'll, I actually came on my first visit to Alabama in eighth grade uh, before all of the recruiting stuff was a little more stringent now. But um, I kind of got JT's attention early. Just I knew him a little bit, and I, I texted him and asked him for some advice. And he pointed me heavily in the direction of Alabama. So I, I did. I was influenced by JT a little bit. Um, nothing like it wasn't crazy. It was just. He told me he loved it when he was there and thought J.C. well was the head coach, and I agreed with him. So, um, he was, yeah, he was a good part of the recruiting pitch that I got from Alabama, and he's been, I wouldn't say he's a close friend of mine, um, and I don't think he'd say the same if you asked him, but we are friends and text every once in a while, and every time I do ask for something, he gives me really great advice, so I appreciate him, you know, being able to, to answer some of my questions. Ken, I understand you're willing to stay through a break here. Maybe uh, answer a few more questions. I'd like to get in your game a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Ken and Claycomb will be our guests as we continue on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sensing, Union Home Mortgage. Back in a minute. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. If you're the universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lee Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Just a few isolated showers or storms this afternoon, otherwise partly sunny, the high 88. Tonight, fair, a little cooler, the low 59. Tomorrow and Saturday, lots of sunshine both days, not as humid, highs between 86 and 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're a clever man, and I think everybody can figure this out with a more <laughs> Good going. All right. You're listening to Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, uh, our guest is uh, Alabama golfer Cannon Claycomb. I'm going to uh, ask a couple of really, really quick questions. Um, first of all, I'm very curious as to your first name. Is there a story there? Um, who do you like to watch on tour now? And what's your favorite club? Start with your name. Yeah, so name came from um, the doctor that actually delivered me. He was a family friend of ours back in Kentucky. Um, and I just kind of came out, and that's what they named me. And um, thanks to my delivery doctor, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where the name comes from. And then Did you come out like well. a cannon? I don't know. But it, 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 was, it was good because I did play – a little bit of football growing up, so people loved it in football. Basketball, it was always good, and then hey, golf, golf is kind great. of as well. Yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. I don't know, I, I was blessed with the name, I guess. Um, what was the second question? Who uh, do you like to watch on tour now? Okay, yeah, I like JT. Obviously, um, I love when Lee Hodges, Trey Mullinax, and Davis Riley get some TV time because um, I've actually gotten to hang out with them a little bit. They're a little younger and come back to Tuscaloosa to get them out. Um, and then, like, really just the young guys. Like, I know a couple of guys on Corn Ferry and PGA Tour now. So, guys like Akshay Batia, like, I grew up playing with him. So, it's really cool to see those guys doing, you know, what I'm hoping to do next year. Um, but, yeah, just the younger guys. I think the younger generation is fun to watch. And um, I love Spieth, too. I love the way he, like, talks to his ball and talks to his caddy. I think it's funny. So, I like watching him. And your favorite uh, club? What do you what What do you like to hit? Favorite club's got to be the driver. It's got to be the dog. The big I, I dog. love hitting the driver. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the driver. I love I love hitting the driver, and that probably pisses well off a little bit. But I love <laughs> the driver as much as I can. <laughs> Who's your favorite professor at Alabama? No, just kidding. Uh, uh, kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, no, you, you know, Cannon, Cannon, I, I, I always wanted to ask you, uh, like after class, but I didn't think it was appropriate because, uh, I don't know, just wasn't, but like, what advice would you give me, um, for my uh, eight-year-old son, Lincoln, he absolutely loves golf. And what is the best way for me to uh, uh, just help him along? And, and like, kind of, and 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 tell us about just your journey and when you started to play, and when you um, realized that you had a gift for the game. Yeah, no, I get that question a lot, and I think it's a very interesting question because I didn't have a lot of, like, I had a ton of support, but I never had any push from my parents to do golf. It was just something I was always around. Like, 
they grew up playing nine nine and one or whatever as a couple and they would play like the member guests and stuff so i was around the game from a very early age and i just kind of enjoyed being out there and playing um so they did that for me and then i kind of chose to go down the path of golf um but even like in high school i I played four years of uh high school basketball so like i was a two-sport athlete and i was way better at golf than i was at basketball but i enjoyed it and my parents let me do it and supported me in both so i would say like just for you you and your son or anyone that has a young child trying to get into golf like surround them with the game but don't force them to play because i've I've seen a lot of people that you know signed with a university in freshman year of high school or sophomore year of high school and then by their sophomore year of college they don't want to be doing anything in the game anymore they're burnt out they're tired of it and it's not that they lost the love for the game it's that they never really had the love for the game they were just good at it and their parents forced them to play it so i would say like your son's either going to love it or he's not going to like it and the best thing you can do or any parent can do is just put them in that environment and let them decide if they want to do it or not is there a good golf movie no not really in my opinion (laughs) the legend of bagger van is like my favorite golf movie i think that's a good one and then the one with francis we met um I forget what that one's called. It's like the greatest game ever played, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But like Happy Gilmore and like Caddyshack, <laughs> like that, those don't do it for me. <laughs> and okay, so what is your pathway now to get to the PGA Tour? What what is the 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 clearest and quickest way if if you're playing your best? Uh, and you, uh, can achieve like your, your ultimate goal. Uh, at, at, what does that look like? Yeah, I think my, my quickest way to the PGA Tour is definitely PGA Tour University, um, which would just be playing good for the next year for Alabama, having another good year like I have this year. Um, I'll come out of school with some, st- some status, either PGA Tour or Corn Ferry. And then if you're on Corn Ferry, like, you're making pretty solid money and you're one step below the PGA Tour. And we got a guy, Wilson Furr, who played at Alabama a couple of years ago with me. He's on the Corn Ferry right now. Um, but it's a lot like baseball in that way where, like, you kind of get sent to AAA first and then put in some time, get some reps, and then you get called up to the big leagues. And once you get to the big leagues, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it's hard to – get demoted like you have to you actually have to play pretty bad for a full season to lose your status Uh, um and like once you're at that level like i think you had to make like three million dollars last year on the pga tour to keep your card which sounds like a lot but like it's it's not that's probably like two or three events um which is crazy to me but i think that's you know that's kind of the stepping stones that i'm gonna have to go through is probably corn ferry PGA Tour University, Corn Ferry, PGA Tour. Um, and that's kind of the quickest you can do it, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, you never know. And how, how much of a grind is that? Like, are you playing every single weekend almost in a tournament? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of golf. And, like, some guy, like, I actually really like it because I, I'm not home much anyway, and I like being on the road and don't mind staying in hotels, so... I actually kind of prefer playing every week. Um, some guys, it's really hard on them. Like, 
especially I don't have a family right now. Like, I don't have a kid or a wife, so it's very easy for me. Smart but man. You get guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get guys like 29, 30 who are still trying to do it. And it's like they're gone for six weeks from their wife and kids, and it's a lot. Like, and I think that's why you saw a lot of those guys go to live was that was the draw. They got to make a lot of money, not play that much, be home with their families, and still get to play golf at a pretty high level when they wanted to. I think we may have lost Matt. I don't know. But um, and so uh, what and you're majoring in journalism. Is that right? Or what? what is your actual yeah, major? Uh, sports media. Sports media is my actual sports major. media. And uh, let's just say golf doesn't work out. What uh, what uh, do you want to pursue? I would love to do um, kind of what, like, Smiley Kaufman is doing. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, but he played golf at LSU, uh, played a, played on tour for a while. He had the Masters lead through 54 holes, like, a couple years ago, and then just got the gifts and completely fell off. But he's, he's doing on-course reporting for NBC Sports now. Um, something, like, along the lines of TV in that aspect would be really fun for me. I'm also going to grad school for sports marketing. Um, so maybe something along those lines. Well, this is really good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with us, Cannon. Uh, I'm really proud of you. Um, I think your future is incredibly bright. And uh, best of luck moving forward. Uh, let's stay in touch. I'm sure I'll see you around campus uh, here in the fall. And uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Absolutely. I hope you offer a grad class that I can take in the spring. I, I will definitely do that. All right. Uh, this has been Big Noon Sports. We are going to see you in 22 hours. Thanks for listening.